The college baseball experience on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold hard cash with their new over-under game. Just head over to sleeper.com SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's sleeper.com SGP. And make sure to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. What's going on, everybody? I opened up the podcast today with a video that I took during my freshman year of college when I was working security during a Pitt football game at Heinz Field. And I did that because, man, oh, man, did Pitt pull off a huge win yesterday against Louisville. It basically, well, not basically, they are now heading to the semifinals of the ACC Conference Tournament. They won both of their pool play games in their three-team pool play pool. And they won that game 6-5 to five on a Bryce Hewlett walk-off. Um, just absolutely like great for that program because they're not known as a baseball program. And they just took down Louisville, who quite frankly is known as a baseball program. And a guy that was the cover boy on... Tuesday's podcast Jeffrey Whaler we used his picture for uh, the social media for the podcast he went three for five with three RBIs and he hit two tanks awesome game from him and like I said Hewlett he did well and they they had an amazing amazing start from Billy Corcoran and then out of the bullpen Baron Stewart through two innings he got the final six outs of the game just just great stuff from the Panthers and I'll get to my card and review it in a little bit but that was the best win for me um on that day but like I said let's let's touch on the card actually let's let's go right into it so my official bets for yesterday's podcast were I started it off with Texas on the money line at minus 125 for a unit cash that Plus 120 Kentucky money line against Auburn hit that, and then Texas they beat Oklahoma State 4-0. Kentucky beat Auburn 4-3. That was a tight game throughout. Pittsburgh, like I said, they hit at plus 190 on the money line, half a unit. We cashed that. Pittsburgh was down in that game, and they came back and scored like four runs in the final three innings to win six to five. There, Lipscomb that one kind of hurt. It was, um, yeah, just a, a bad bet. Got to go back to the drawing board on the Bison. Um, plus 125 on Alabama money line did hit, though. They beat Arkansas. Arkansas, the, the sky is falling in Fayetteville. Let me just tell you that. Because, I, again, I, I like to listen to Phil Elson's radio show because he is an alumni from the school that I go to. And uh, so, yeah, I just like to listen to him and see, like, hey, that could be me with SGP for years to come maybe you never know um the next play i had was plus 210 on washington money line to beat my oregon state beavers and oregon state kind of surprised me they got to uh, washington's ace early knocked him out in four innings but 
Washington was up six to two after the fifth inning, I believe. And that game was fun to watch on social media because Pac-12 Network is just so stupid. But, uh, yeah, so the first parlay I gave out on the podcast was Southern Miss in Miami, Florida. And like we will touch on in the news portion of this podcast, Miami, Florida lost. NC State is back. The Pac-9 Revenge Tour is on. So let's go, baby. I feel great about that. The big play of the day, like I said, the Pittsburgh game was the best win. The parlay, the second one that I gave out, I added Oklahoma as a third team. We went four for four. We went four and zero oh, picking the Big Twelve games yesterday. Texas, we played it solo, and then we parlayed TCU, Texas Tech, and Oklahoma for plus three forty-seven. Awesome winner there on the pod. The rest of the picks, Liberty won. Minus 195 there. I gave that out as a pick. Charlotte, money line, plus 140, lost. Uh, minus 140, TCU, money, uh, money line. That one won, like I said, in the, in the parlay. Uh, Oregon, minus 135, they lost to Arizona. Virginia, money line, minus 150. They got their butts kicked by Florida State. Uh, minus 280, Stanford, money line. They won uh, minus 315. Southern Miss, money line. They won minus 165. Texas Tech, money line. They won. Um, minus 150, Miami, Florida, they lost to NC State, like I mentioned, and then Oklahoma, minus 160, they beat uh, West Virginia in the Big 12 nightcap. Two games were postponed due to weather yesterday, Texas A&M, minus 115 against Florida, and minus 235, Tennessee money line against Vanderbilt. I, again, those last that last section... I personally didn't bet, but I wanted to run through them because I did give them out as my pick to win each game on the podcast. Um, But yeah, let's jump into the news segment that I wanted to talk about today. And it's Tommy freaking Tanks. Tommy the Tank Engine from NC State. He went deep, not once, not twice, three times. He has 26 home runs on the season. He has broken NC State's season record for most home runs in a season i thought he broke the freshman record that was set by spencer torkelson for most home runs as a freshman i tweeted it out incorrectly forgive me he's tied torkelson at 26 one more tank and he passes torque for the ncaa all-time freshman lead So yes, Tommy White hit three tanks, and good relief pitching sent NC State into the ACC Baseball Conference Tournament semifinals. With this win, NC State should be comfortably in the NCAA Tournament, and like I said, the Pac-9 Revenge Tour is on. You know it's making good rounds when Scotty McCreary, big-time NC State fan, country music artist, tweets out, Tommy Tanks. That's it. Like that was, that was amazing to see out there on Twitter. Pretty, pretty dang cool that Sky's tweeting about the baseball team. Now, um, this is this is what is fun about doing a college baseball podcast now because I, I want to thank you guys. I tweeted out a picture that uh, we are the 84th ranked baseball podcast on the airwaves right now we went up 90 spots in the last 24 hours which is just insane and i want to thank you guys because the attention that you guys give me allows me to 
be able to communicate with other guys on the platform that have way more ability than I do to be able to report on these games. And yesterday I had a few conversations with uh, Aaron Fitt from D1 Baseball, and also I communicate with Ben Upton on Twitter all the time. He's the uh, host of the 11.7 podcast, so it's very cool getting to interact with those guys. But Aaron Fitt in general, or in specific, he tweeted out, so is the ball juiced or what? Three players, Tommy White, Parada, and Wagner, are all tied with 26 home runs, fourth most in ACC history, and NCAA tournament is still coming. Those guys all have real juice, dot, dot, dot. But, I mean, so did Seth Beer and so many others who never hit 26. Now, the talk about around the town in college baseball world is that Either they're messing with the bats, or the balls are juiced, or maybe a little bit of both. And I'm not going to put it past them. My theory at the beginning of the season was that they did something with the baseball um, because the MLB was out and they wanted to draw more attention into college baseball. And I'm not arguing against it. I like the offensive side of college baseball, and I'm not going to argue against a good pitching duel, but uh, (laughs) a a 12-12. A 12-8 game like the Oregon State-Washington game at midnight last night was everything that a college baseball fan wants to watch for, and that's just amazing. So, again, I, I had a little bit of an interaction with Fit, and he tweeted out, In 2019, there were 12,383 total home runs in 16,538 baseball games. This year... There's 15,862 home runs in 15,684 games. That's 3,479 more home runs in 854 fewer games this year. Aaron Fit then continues, Juiced balls, question mark, juiced bats, question mark, small strike zones due to trackman accountability, question mark, all three, question mark, it's gorilla ball again. And boy, oh boy. If the books don't adjust to what we saw last year in the first round of the NCAA tournament, it's over city. Because I've said it on this podcast before. I'll say it right now again. I had some buddies on the Central Michigan baseball team that had told me the ball just felt different. Now, they play in the MAC conference. You never know what ball they're going to get. They said they were getting a different brand of balls, whether it's Diamond or Wilson or Rawlings, whatever other baseballs that they use in the college level, um, they didn't have a set brand of ball that they used. So sometimes those balls are softer and they're like basically mush off a college baseball bat. And sometimes they're a little bit harder. The the laces are a little bit firmer and those things fly. Now, I don't know what balls Tennessee uses, but I think every conference should, uh, interest themselves in some of those balls because the balls just fly off of their bats and also the bats do sound a little bit off i'll just say that i'm going to leave it there but it is a topic of conversation and i know that once these mid-majors get their bats on some of these balls that are going to be used in the ncaa tournament they're going to be the sharpest the best balls that the ncaa can offer those bats are going to trampoline with the best baseballs. So it happened last year. I know it for a fact. So I just want to get my angle out there early. That way all of you guys know. And let's get into today's. I have 14 
games with betting odds on them currently. Um, I'm using American Book. It's the originator for college baseball lines. I've been paying attention to it for like two or three months now. These guys are always out first with their lines, and then the rest that follow, they juice their lines to favor them more often than not. Um, I know there's a couple of international books that offer like 40 games. Now, capping 40 games for college baseball is extremely tough and extremely long because you have to find out what pitching matchups are. And I'm not going to provide a pick if I don't know who's going to be pitching for each team. And half of these mid-major athletic departments don't do write-ups and uh, probable pitchers. And I don't have, I don't follow all the beat writers for the um, the Coppin states of the world. So that's just my limit to the podcast. Um, but I will tell you, I have gotten plenty of DMs from you guys, the listeners on Twitter, asking me, hey, what's your opinion for this game? And I am totally up for it. I love interacting with you guys. Um, and all I ask for is just a, a little bit of love back, whether it's a like on Twitter on one of the posts, one of the highlights that we post. Follow me on Twitter at 77NB. That's the word 70, the number 7NB. Follow the show on Twitter at TCE on SGPN. Um, but also like, rate, subscribe, review the podcasts on what, whatever platform you're listening to. It helps us a ton. You guys don't even know. That's why we have shot up so far up the charts. We are now the third-ranked college baseball podcast out there on the airwaves, and it's amazing that you guys have been able to do this for us. Um, no Colby again today. It's tough with him being on the West Coast, and all these lines get released in the middle of the night. So most of these podcasts for this week is just going to be just me, like the first two days. But you know what? I'm not complaining, and I don't think we all are complaining. We've had two straight winning days. Let's keep it up. But first, before we get into the games today, I'm going to tell you about WinBet. Make sure to get down on Win's Bet $50, Win $200 promotion, where a $50 bet qualifies you up to $200 in free bets. Plus, the WinBet Casino is now offering 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. All users can receive a $20 free bet when they win, lose, or push a three-leg build-your-own-bet parlay between Thursday and Saturday. Players can take advantage of the offer on the NBA playoffs, or NHL playoffs. The match is coming to the win, and they're playing on the Win Resorts golf course, which is going to be awesome. And you can bet it exclusively on WinBet. Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers are teaming up. They're favored at minus 200 against the young guns, Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes at plus 165. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started. Offer subject, subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Now on the Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing pl- fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there, and I use it for some of mine. <coughs> It's a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry, and now you can make money on Sleeper 2 by playing their new over-under game. It's super simple. First in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over or under. For example, the number of points scored in basketball or number of hits recorded in baseball. Then 
Choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the amount of money you put in. The main reason I'm excited about the Over Under on Sleeper is that it's the only app where I can join my buddies' contests and we can all play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friend's picks with a tap of the button. It's insanely fun to ride it out all together. Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new over-under game, have fun with your friends, and make some money. Use our promo code SGPMLB and get your free 100% deposit up to $100. Okay, like I said... Great slate of baseball games today. We had a couple of rainouts. There's a couple of repeats. And I will let you know when there is a repeat because most of my handicapping for the same game is from yesterday's podcast. And if that's the same, you guys can basically just fast forward about three minutes and I'll be on to the next game. But this game is listed on the book at the top of the page at 10 o'clock a.m. Eastern time. But I'm seeing that it starts at 6 p.m. Either way. I'm going to cover it because it may disappear at 10. Um, This is in the Big Ten tournament in Omaha, Nebraska. The number eight seed, Indiana, who's 25 and 30 on the year, 10 and 14 in the Big Ten. They're plus 135 against the one seed, Maryland, who's 44 and 10, 18 and 5 in the Big Ten, and they're minus 165 on the money line. A week ago, Last Thursday, Indiana gave up almost as many runs to Iowa as the Hoosiers football team did points versus the Hawkeyes last fall. It's been a very disappointing season for IU so far, and they're ranked 116th in the RPI, 0-2 versus the top 25 in the RPI. Maryland is 3rd in the RPI. They're 33-9 versus the RPI's top 200. For Indiana, Ty Bothwell is going to be starting. He's 3-2 with a 4.03 ERA, 61 strikeouts, 31 walks with 44.2 innings pitched on the year. And for Maryland, Jason Savakul, who's 8-2 with a 2.71 ERA, 109 strikeouts on the year, 24 walks, and 93 innings pitched. Indiana, in the act of them throwing off and not throwing their ace, they're just digging their own grave. I feel like a criminal taking Maryland minus 165 from the books, but we're going to do it anyway. I'm not going to play that as a solo bet. We're going to throw that into a parlay. We'll get into the parlays at the end of the podcast. Um, next game. This, I think, is going to be the first game of the college baseball day. Again, in the Big 12 tournament in Arlington Globe Life Park at 10 a.m. Eastern we have the 8 seed in the Big 12, Baylor, who's 26 and 27 on the year, 7 and 17 versus the 4 seed in the Big 12, Oklahoma State, who's 36 and 19, 5, 15 and 9 in conference. Oklahoma State opens as a minus 150 favorite and Baylor is plus 120 as the underdog. Baylor put up a great fight against TCU, but their pitching staff is damaged goods with all of their injuries, and this is another no-brainer play with Oklahoma State at minus 150 after not pitching their ace Justin Campbell against Texas. It's literally impossible for me to predict a starting pitcher. Blake Helton, for example, came out of nowhere yesterday with only three starts on the year, and he threw five scoreless against the number one seed in the Big 12 TCU, so there is a possibility that a horned frog could come out and shove against this inconsistent Oklahoma State baseball team, but 
with Justin Campbell on the mound, their right-hander, their horse. He's 8-2 on the year with a 371 ERA, 123 strikeouts, only 23 walks, and 87.1 innings pitched. With the season on the line, or the their Pac-12 tournament championship on the line, and a hosting opportunity on the line, expect Campbell to shove and the Pokes to win this one easy. I'm going to be taking them minus 150. Again, that'll be included in the official betting lineup card at the end of the podcast. Um, at 10.30 a.m. in the SEC in Hoover, Alabama, the number seven seed Florida, who's 36 and 20, 15 and 15 in the conference. They're playing the two seed Texas A&M, who's 35 and 17, 19 and 11 in the conference. A&M opens as a minus 130 favorite and Florida's plus 100 this is a repeat game from yesterday, so I will use the same handicap because the pitching matchup has not changed. If you listened to yesterday's podcast, just go ahead and fast forward three minutes as I turn my notebook back and find this game for you guys to read off my handicap here. Um, so, for Florida and Texas A&M, A&M, since April 13th, I can't read my own handwriting. Dang, I hate when people say that on the podcast. Um, but yeah, since I, it's early April, since early April, the Aggies are 19 and six with an electric offense. And speaking of electric, how about that ending in the Florida to South Carolina game the other night? Just, I cannot. I still cannot believe that the third base coach had two blunders and two straight balls put in play, and. They almost did not score in that inning when they easily should have. Um, anyways, for Florida, a kid that I'm absolutely loving right now. Um, he filled into the rotation due to Hunter Barco's uh, Tommy John surgery when he stepped out. Brandon Neely, he's 3-1 and one on the year with a 338 ERA, 64 strikeouts with 15 walks and 56 innings pitched, and his opponents are batting only 192 against him. On the other end, Texas A&M will be starting their ace, Nathan Detmer, who's 5-2 with a 393 ERA. He's coming off his worst start over the last month, but he has 67 strikeouts, 20 walks, and 73.1 innings pitched this year. As a Florida fan, I'm rooting for the Gators, but I think the pick here has to be Texas A&M, as they have won seven straight SEC series coming into this week. And where Florida was playing late uh, that uh, handicap actually doesn't even matter anymore because they did not even play yesterday. But I was basically saying yesterday how how late they were up coming back and playing the next day in the afternoon was going to be a little bit of an issue. But Texas A&M minus 130 on the money line is going to be the play for that game. Okay, welcome back everybody that skipped ahead. This is where we're going to touch on a huge layup. The number seven seed Georgia Tech, who's 33 and 22 on the year, 15 and 15 in the ACC. They'll be playing the number two seed Louisville, who's 38, 17 and one on the year, 18 and 11 and one in ACC play. Pittsburgh just clinched a spot in the semifinals out of this pool. So now, what are the Cardinals actually playing for? Whereas Georgia Tech is on the NCAA tournament bubble and would love a win against the top 10 RPI team. Louisville also wasted their ace, Jared Poland, in the 8th and ninth inning yesterday versus Pitt. 
And that, folks, is why you don't pitch off in Game 1. Whether it's the conference tournament, whether it's the NCAA tournament, pitch your ace in Game 1. You never know what's going to happen, and you don't want to feel forced to throw him late in the game to try to save yourself. Because once you fall, if you lose that first game by throwing off, now you have to play four more games to advance through the regional or to win your conference tournament. It's just the logic there. Yeah, I understand it. Like if, if you can afford to win the game without throwing your best pitcher, now you get your best pitcher for a game against a better opponent. But just win your first game and then figure the rest out later. That's the strategy that just works best. I'd never understand it, but it, it happens. Um, so Georgia Tech money line is going to be the play here. Um, I don't know why this line's not out yet because both these teams did not play late yesterday, whereas other teams did play later than these guys, and lines are out. So, yeah, I, I don't quite under, understand that one. Um, sweaty Sack Summer is back, and it's approaching... It's time for you to prioritize the comfort of your crotch. That's why the kings of crotch comfort, Manscaped, have spent two years designing the most comfortable boxer briefs out there. Uh, they're so breathable that it's like gills for your groin. They even trademarked the jewel pouch so you know it's serious. I think it's time for you to invest in your family jewels and let your bulge breathe and get 20% off plus free shipping by using the code SGP at manscaped.com. Uh, the tagless waistband hugs your body without digging in, and it lays flat against your skin to reduce chafing. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code SGP at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code SGP at manscaped.com. Once Boxers 2.0 touch your sack, you'll never want to go back. Whew. Okay. So, turn the page to the next couple of games here at 1 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. A Pac-12 game is scheduled here. Arizona State, the 8th seed, they're 25-31 and 31 on the year 13-17 and 17 in the Pac-12. They will be playing the 4-seed Oregon, who's 35-22, and 18-12 in the Pac-12. Oregon opens as minus 200 favorites against Arizona, who's plus 160. Um, after a Sun Devil loss to Stanford and a Duck loss to Arizona, we have this loses bracket game. The Ducks were in that Wildcats game till the bitter end, and I don't think they're ready for their tournament run to end just quite yet. I th I project that. Well, it, it's not even a projection anymore because my projection was correct. I saw Shotgun Spratling of D1 Baseball tweet out the confirmed matchups for this pitch, confirmed mat pitching matchups for this game here, Arizona State will be throwing Tyler Meyer, who's 3-1 on the year, 561 ERA, 50 strikeouts, 26 walks in 51.1 innings pitched. And Oregon, they're throwing their ace, Isaac Ion, who's 4-3 four th four with a 554 ERA, 72 strikeouts, 26 walks in 78 innings pitched. With Oregon throwing their ace in the elimination game, my prediction is that they will let their horse die on his sword and that the bullpens don't really come into play in this game so my thought process is to go with the ducks who also have the better offense here 
Oregon has a top 25 team batting average in the country, batting 308, and they're scoring seven and a half runs per game. The Sun, Sun Devils can't match, therefore, I'll take the I'll pick the Ducks minus 200. Um, this game also listed for one o'clock p.m., but I think the actual game time is going to be three o'clock p.m. That's all jacked because of the weather going on across America. And I don't know if you can hear the rain dripping on my roof right now, but it is raining in southeastern Michigan as well, just like it is all over the southeast of the country and over there wherever. Uh, yeah, it's raining everywhere, basically. Ugh, yeah, just frustrating. But, uh, yeah, um, in the American, Clearwater, Florida, the four-seed Cincinnati, who's 24-29 and 29 in the year, 12-12 and 12 in the AAC, will be playing the number one seed, East Carolina, who's 39-18 and 20-4 and and in the conference. ECU opens at a minus 195 favorite against Cincinnati, who's plus 155. On Tuesday, Cincinnati's Bo Keithley threw a complete game for the Bearcats, so they didn't burn a single bullpen arm against Tulane. Whereas the Pirates threw their ace, C.J. Mayhew, who only threw four innings, and then ECU went deep into their pen. In a scary test against the eight-seeded South Florida Bulls, ECU won 7-4 late in that game. I think they scored like four runs in the last three innings themselves to win that game as well. ECU should still be good enough to get out of here with a win, but don't bet it at minus 195. It's too sketchy. Um... Again, here's another game that I previewed on yesterday's podcast. If you remember the handicap, go ahead and skip ahead like three minutes for this one because we have, at a projected time of 1.30, the Battle of Tennessee, where I handicapped yesterday. Uh, Tennessee today is a minus 235 favorite, and Vanderbilt is a plus 180 favorite. Let me go back to this game right here. So, uh, I don't need the uh, Whatever. So a tweet that has done really well for me uh, as of late is this interview with Tony Vitello on the SEC Network on SEC Now. And man, he's one hell of a car salesman. And I would run through a brick wall for the guy in the way that he was talking about recruiting guys with an edge. But they're not really Southern baseball teams, so they need to, they need to get guys with attitude to play for play like well for them basically because they don't have the brand built up like in Arkansas, LSU or Florida in the SEC. So he purposely recruited guys just with a rock hard kind of uh competitiveness to them. Um no official pitchers have been announced for this game for either team, but I think Tennessee will either throw the SEC pitcher of the year Chase Dolander or the number 2 college arm for the 2022 MLB draft courtesy of Jonathan Mayo, Blade Tidwell. Mayo, friend of the program, I trust what he's saying about these prospects, and we're hoping to get him on prior to the NCAA tournament. Um, as for Vanderbilt, I really, I, I pretty much knew what Tim Corbin was doing. Um, I read him like a book. He didn't throw Carter Holton on the weekend series against LSU, and he saved him for game one in the Hoover in Hoover, and he absolutely dealt against Ole Miss to get him into this spot. So I'm making Devin Futrell my projected starter here. He's 8-2 on the year with a 327 ERA, 59 strikeouts, 10 walks in 55 innings pitched with 
crappy weather and a deep outfield, Hoover is going to play tough for the Bombers of Tennessee. I'll be watching this game intently to see how much raw power the Volunteers have, and that way I'll know how confident I should be in them playing in Omaha this year. Okay, back to the games that are new for today's slate. Um, where are we at? I lost my spot because I'm all over the place and not organized. Um, around around three-ish, we have a Pac-12 matchup. They didn't give us firm times. They just said about like 47 minutes. They they were very specific, actually. 47 minutes after last pitch of the game. Um, but yeah, so we, we have a matchup between Washington and UCLA. Washington has a to-be-determined pitcher, whereas UCLA is throwing Ethan Flanagan, who is their multi-purpose best pitcher on the staff, who will attempt to save their Pac-12 tournament hopes. Washington used a lot of pitching yesterday against Oregon State last night, and I like UCLA here to win this matchup. No lines are up currently, but... I would just keep that one to pick. I don't know if I'm actually going to bet them. It just depends on their price, really. So, at 3 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time, we have number uh, 9 seed. I screwed that up. They're the number 9 seed Florida State, who's 33-22. and 22. No. God damn it. What did I do? <laughs> Um, I have no idea what I'm reading here. Uh, let's go find their records real quick, because I screwed this up. Notre Dame and Florida State. Just got to pull up trusty, trusty D1Baseball.com real quick, so I can give you accurate information. <coughs> uh, I'll grab a drink while I'm doing this, too. Damn, we were flying, making great time, too. That blows. It is what it is. Um, okay. So, Florida State, 33-22 and 22 on the year, 15-15 and 15 in the conference. They're the nine seed in the ACC tournament. They're going up against Notre Dame, who's 33-13, and 16-11 in the ACC. So I actually wrote these things down. Why does Florida State have 10 more games played than Notre Dame? That's just... Florida State's 33-22, and 22, and Notre Dame's 33-13. and 13. Did they not play many games in February when they weren't going to be able to basically host in warm weather? Anyways... Notre Dame, minus 140 on the money line. They're the favorites. Florida State, plus 110. They're the dogs. Florida State is 1-0 and have a victory over Virginia in the ACC tournament. Uh, do the Seminoles make it three of the lowest seeds in the ACC tournament at, uh, semifinals? I have absolutely no idea what to expect here because in the past two games, we've seen Pittsburgh beat the number two seed, uh, Louisville, and then we saw NC State beat the number three seed Miami. So I think that's the 11 and the 10 seed in the semifinals for this ACC tournament. And it, offense is raining in this tournament. Honestly, if your book gives you totals, just take it over because <laughs> the wind seems to be blowing out every day. 
Tommy Tanks had three line drives to the opposite side of the field. All of them got over the over the fence with no issues. And there's been like four or five home runs hit in every game. Offense has been wild in Charlotte, North Carolina, in the ACC. Um, two of the best starters in the ACC are facing off against each other here. For Florida State, the dude Parker Messick is six and four on the year. 305 ERA and an NCAA leading 136 strikeouts with only 15 walks. And against him will be John Michael Bertrand, who's 7 2 on the year with a 262 ERA, 86 strikeouts, 18 walks, and 82.1 innings pitched. My gut is telling me to go with the Fighting Irish as they are the better all around team and are trying to make a national earn a national host in the NCAA tournament. So I'll pick them to win here, but. I'm not going to bet it at minus 140. That's a little too juicy for me. In what is a little bit of a 60%, 40% game, it's not quite a coin flip uh, like other people would say. I would say Notre Dame is slightly um, my favorite to win this game, but it, I could easily see Florida State winning this one and Parker Messick going nine complete innings. So you never know what's going to happen with aces on the mound. At 5 o'clock p.m. Eastern time, the number five seed in the Big 12 tournament, Texas, who's 40-17 on the year, 14-10 and 10 in their conference, going up against the number one team, number one seed in the Big 12, TCU, who's 36-18 and 16-8 and 16 and 8 in conference. Texas took two of three against the Horned Frogs in the regular season as they open up as minus-135 favorites against the number one-seeded TCU, who is a plus-105 dog. Texas is 15th in the RPI in 10 and 6 versus the RPI's 25 through 50 team range, whereas TCU's 33rd in the RPI in 3 and 6 versus the top 25's RP, top 25 RPI teams. A lot of people talk shit on the RPI, but I actually think it has TCU pegged correctly because, quite honestly, they don't pass my eye test. So give me Texas on the money line here. Uh, Texas. They're going to be pitching Lucas Gordon, who's 6-1 on the year, 255 ERA, 61 strikeouts, 19 walks in 67 innings pitched. And TCU will be throwing Riley Cornelio, who's 4-4 four four with a 4.03 ERA, 72 strikeouts, 27 walks, and 67 innings pitched. Um, Lucas Gordon is confirmed throwing. I'm projecting Riley Cornelio to throw for the Horned Frogs. But, I mean... Texas might be back. I think they outclassed the Frogs just like they did with Oklahoma State yesterday. Texas minus 135 is the play. Also, this game uh, in the SEC will be around 5.30-ish p.m. Uh, the 12 seed Kentucky, who's 31-24 and 24 on the year, 12-18 and 18 in the SEC. They'll be playing the number four seed in the SEC, 37 and 18, LSU Tigers, who's 17 and 13 in the SEC. Kentucky had a magical win against Auburn and a great great cash for us, but Hoover is an LSU Invitational, and the Tigers will not lose their first game of this tournament. LSU has opened up as a minus 185 betting favorite, and Kentucky is a plus 150 dog. LSU would be a nice parlay building pick. Around 7.30ish for this uh, Pac-12 tournament, we have Arizona versus Stanford, and the Cardinal is tossing a top three pitcher in the Pac-12, and he flat out 
single-handedly wins them games. I'm talking about Alex Williams, who is 8-1 on the year with a 167 ERA, 80 strikeouts, 19 walks, in 86.1 innings pitched, and his opponents have a batting average of 192 against him. Stanford is definitely a parlayable play today. We're brought to you by Athletic Greens and their AG1 supplement. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, whole food source superfoods. I stumbled over that dang word, that dang line, two episodes in a row. I'll get better, Athletic Greens. Uh, also, probiotics and adaptions to help you start your day right. These special blend of ingredients support your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It costs you less than $3 a day, and you're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. AG1 supports better sleep quality and recovery, and Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash SGP. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash SGP to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, we got a few more games here. Next one in the ACC at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern. The number 12 seed Clemson, who's 35 and 22, 13 and 16 in the conference, they'll be playing the number one seed Virginia Tech in this pool, who's 40 and 11, 19 and 9 in the conference. Virginia Tech is minus 140, and Clemson is minus 110. I am pronouncing Clemson dead, as they can't move on past this round in the ACC tournament, and they're not going to be making the big dance. No pitchers are confirmed. Clemson has already used their ace, Mac Anglin, so I'm projecting them to start Jeffrey Gilbert, who's their number two starter. He'll get the start, but this one, I do not feel much confidence in this guy at all. Um, Gilbert, he's 5-2 with a 5-10 ERA, 51 strikeouts, 16 walks, and 42.1 innings pitched. He may not go. That's what I mean by no confidence at all. I, I really don't know who to project in that game, but... Jeffrey Gilbert would be my guess. As for the Hokies, I think they may throw off here, which I'm not a fan of, but I'm kind of sniffing it out because Clemson's 0-1 in this tournament already. So they may go with a reliever. I'm going to be hawking their social media to see if they pitch Green or Hackenberg. If not, I wouldn't be extremely comfortable in betting Tech. But if they do throw one of their top two dogs, I definitely will pick them to win this game. Hold on, my my hair is a mess. Dude, I'm, I'm a wreck this podcast, but we're a trooper. We're going to keep fighting on. We're going to win some bets for the people. 7 o'clock p.m., we head to Omaha for a Big Ten matchup containing my Michigan Wolverines, where I think Michigan bullpen will get exposed by Illinois. Um, who has a team batting average of 293 and scoring an average of over seven runs a game. This Michigan pitching staff has been hot garbage since our pitching coach, Chris Fetter, went to the coach, the Detroit Tigers. I mean, he's been great there, so I've been kind of happy, but uh, Backage has not been able to find a good pitching coach quite like Fetter yet. Um, Michigan will start their true freshman Friday guy, 
whereas Illinois is going to be starting their horse Cole Kershiper, who's five seven and two with a three seventeen ERA, eighty five strikeouts, twenty seven walks in eighty two point one innings pitched. I'm not confident and I'm not happy in Michigan. So give me Illinois as a dog plus one twenty when they're the higher seed and had more success in the Big Ten. These teams didn't play each other during the regular season, but with Illinois in their ace pitching, give me them, give me the fighting Illini. Um, at eight thirty p.m. in the Big Twelve, the number three seed Oklahoma, who's thirty-four and 20, 15 and nine in the conference, is playing against the two seed Texas Tech, who's thirty-seven and eighteen and fifteen and nine in the conference. Texas Tech opens as a slight favorite at minus one twenty-five, and the OU is the slight dog at minus one oh five. These two squads are coming off a weekend where they just played each other and the Sooners won the first two games of the series. I'm projecting the same pitching matchup as last Friday where the Sooners won as both of those guys fall into line right here. OU is 30th in the RPI, 11-5 versus RPI top 25-50 to 50 teams in that range. And Texas Tech is 36th in the RPI in 3-10 versus the RPI top 25-50 to 50 range. Oklahoma is throwing David Sandlin, who's 6-3, with a 5.70 ERA, 67 strikeouts, 25 walks in 71 innings pitched. Um, in his last start against Texas Tech, he went five innings deep, two runs, gave up seven hits, seven punches, with two walks. As for Texas Tech, they'll be throwing their ace, Brandon Birdsell, and this is confirmed he will be pitching. He's 8-3 on the year with a 2.75 ERA, 96 strikeouts, 24 walks in 72 innings pitched. In his last outing against Oklahoma on Friday, he threw four innings, gave up six runs on eight hits with only five strikeouts and one walk. As I said yesterday, I think Texas Tech wins the Big 12 tournament, and for that reason, I think that's or and for that, I said that that's my reasoning is that they lined up their ace to set up against their best competition here, Oklahoma, in the winner's bracket of their pool. I love a bounce-back angle for Birdsell here, and I'll bet the Red Raiders at minus 125. The last game on our slate for the day with betting lines, uh, there's no... Actually, we, we, we've got we've got two more games that are confirmed. They're... they're they're games. They're baseball games that are scheduled to play on Thursday. There's no betting lines on them. One game I'm expecting betting lines. One game I'm not really. Okay. At 11-ish p.m. in the Pac-12, the number six seed Cal, who won, who won last night against UCLA, that game went final at like three in the morning, Eastern time. Cal's 29 and 25 on the year, 14 and 16 in the Pac-12 conference. They'll be playing the number two seed Oregon State, who's 42 and 13, 20 and 10 in the conference. The handicap is two words: Cooper Jerpy. Cal has Cal is coming in winning seven straight games, but against bad competition: three against New Mexico, three against Utah, and one against UCLA, who threw off. This will be the first time these kids face a legit pitcher in the last three weeks, so roll beeves here. Lastly, last game on our slate for today that I'm I would say they're gonna, there's going to be American betting lines on. I'll include this game just in case because 
I think there's no way they actually play due to weather, but I would pick Arkansas with Connor Noland on the mound to beat either Texas A&M or Florida, who would possibly be playing a doubleheader with a nine-hour wait in between. The Hogs would be an absolute lock. Just too bad they won't play today. And that's not going to be the same handicap as tomorrow um, if these teams have a, a full day's rest before playing Arkansas. But, I mean, if that is a doubleheader and you're waiting around in your hotel for like nine hours, that's not fun and you're going to come out with dead legs. Um, so, before we get into the official betting lineup card for Thursday, May 26th, I need to tell you about IP Vanish. Did you know? that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy. That's right, without added security, you might as well be giving away your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data this means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed for your computers, tablets, phones, and even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's just like getting nine months for free. IPVanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is just tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with a brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So, go to ipvanish.com SGP and use the promotional code SGP to claim your 70% savings. That's ipvanish.com SGP. Thank you, IPVanish. Now let's jump into the official betting lineup card for Thursday, May 26th, in college baseball. Um, the official bets that I'm going to be playing for today. <sighs> Oklahoma State, minus 150. Uh, I like them on the money line. And I like them. I, I'm not going to throw that into a parlay because I really, really like this game. And I don't want it to be ruined by another game also on this slate. So at minus 150, I'm going to bet it. It's really juicy. I'm going to put a unit and a half on it. So one and a half units on minus 150 Oklahoma State. It eliminates the juice. It allows me to squeeze some good value there. I just really like them going up against the Baylor Bears team that is depleted in their pitching staff. The next game, I'm going to wait till the betting odds get released, but Georgia Tech money line will be my play. A half unit if the odds are larger than plus 150 on them, one unit otherwise. Minus 125, Texas is the next play. Um, Texas against TCU. Again, this is just trusting that from what I've seen all year in Texas playing, I think Texas is just a better team than TCU right now. Minus 125, one unit on the Longhorns there. 
Next, plus 120, I'm taking Illinois against my Michigan squad. I'm not taking I'm not taking Texas A&M against Florida, but because uh, I'm going to be rooting for Florida, I am going to be rooting for Michigan in this game, but I just don't think they have what it takes to get it done in the Big Ten tournament, and their season's probably going to come to an end the game after this Illinois game because it's double elimination in Omaha, Nebraska, Charles Schwab Field, where the College World Series will be played. Again, the goal is that I go out there for at least a couple of days. Um, still got to plan out my schedule for that, though. Um, next on the card, minus 125, Texas Tech. We're going to put a unit onto that one. Uh, Texas Tech is playing Oklahoma. And really, that's just a gamble on Birdsell being Birdsell. If Birdsell's not going to be Birdsell and he's going to sell like he did against Oklahoma last time out with four innings, so we could be in trouble. But this, the guy's been a dude all year long, so I'm expecting at least six, seven innings from the guy. And Texas A&M or Texas Tech to ride him for as long as they need until they can turn it over to a guy they're comfortable with in the bullpen. Lastly, it'll be one of the last games played of the day. There's no lines out for it yet. They don't even have a confirmed opponent, but that's how confident I am in Arkansas beating the loser of the Florida Texas A&M game. So I'll be taking the money line on that imaginary game because they will not actually play there. Whew. Okay, so the straight bets are out of the way. Now let's talk about the parlay builders that I said on this podcast. Um, we have four options that I really like for today. Um, first, before we touch on those options, the parlays on yesterday's podcast went one and one, bringing our podcast parlay record to five and four on the year, hitting at 56%, bringing in tons of money. Too bad I haven't actually kept track or record of how much units we've made on these podcast parlays, but we're 5-4, and four, and all of them have been plus money hits. So I know we're at least two units positive there, especially after our plus 347 unit hit, or plus 347 hit yesterday, which brought in over a, a unit and a half. So the four games that I like to build a parlay around today is minus 165, Maryland against Indiana. Minus 185, LSU against Kentucky. Minus 165, Stanford against Arizona. And whatever they list Oregon State as. Oregon State would be my favorite piece here, but I don't see a price at the time of this recording, so I'm not going to give that out and imagine a or try to come up with my own odds for a parlay. But honestly, throw them in there with any of these three teams, and that would be a good choice. As for LSU... There's a chance they may not even play, so that leaves me with plus 157, Maryland and Stanford on the money line. They're going to be playing pretty much at the same time, so it's going to be cool if you have two TVs or two devices to watch um, and you have Pac-12 Network because that is such a joke and I'm probably not even going to be able to watch the Stanford game except for the highlights that they post on Twitter. But yes, this, they're basically going to be playing at the same time of the day. I'll be able to post the results at like 10 o'clock tonight. Um, Maryland money line, Stanford money line, plus 157. That is the parlay of the day. Let's go. Let's hit two in a row. Um, thank you guys for listening again today. You guys have been amazing to us, and you're the reason why we're recording daily podcasts from now until the end of Romaha. You've been living the better side of college baseball. 
Um, leave us a like, rating, review, um, wherever you listen to your podcasts, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Um, I don't know if there's any other that others out there. Maybe you're listening on the sportsgamblingpodcast.com website. Check that out. I might have a couple of college softball bets coming out in the future with the game starting tomorrow on Friday and the Super Regionals. Let me know if I should be doing that um, and covering that maybe tomorrow's podcast. Um, but yeah, thank you guys. Adios amigos. Have a great day. I'll talk to you later.